This episode of the Supply Chain Brain podcast is supported by Redwood Logistics, a next-generation leader in third-party logistics. Be sure and stick around after the discussion for a look at the company and what it offers to customers. But now, on to the podcast. Every supply chain consists of both physical goods and the digital systems that make it possible to move them. How do you stitch those elements together? Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Editor-in-Chief of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. The data that accompanies the movement of goods is every bit as important as the physical side of the supply chain. But for all the talk of the need for digitizing the process, much of that information is still entered, processed, and communicated manually. So how can we make sure that data is flowing as smoothly and efficiently as product? And just what does digitization mean anyway? Today we'll get answers from Eric Rempel, Chief Innovation Officer with Redwood Logistics. He'll talk about how companies can tackle the challenge of moving data at scale, in real time, without errors and in a repeatable way, all essential to managing modern-day logistics and the supply chain, which he calls a massively fragmented space. Here's my conversation with Eric Rempel. Eric Rempel, welcome to the show. Hi, Bob. Thanks for having me. Eric, walk me through the differences, please, between the physical and digital supply chain and explain why they need to connect. It's a good question because everybody, well, I guess especially everybody now with supply chain being such a hot topic, but many folks, especially in our industry, understand what a physical supply chain looks like. They understand from sourcing and manufacturing to distribution, whether it's container loads or truck loads going out from a manufacturing source, maybe getting cross-docked or reloaded, maybe going to a warehouse and break bulk happens, and from there it goes LTL, maybe to a regional or local distribution center. From there, it could be final mile parcel, or if it's if it's more commercial, right, it could even stay LTL. And people understand what those physical supply chains look like. But then you start talking to folks about digital supply chains and sources of data, systems, where data comes from, the need to modify it while it's in transit, to cleanse it, to scrub it, and then that data being an object that goes from server to server to system to different trading partners and representing every event of the actual physical supply chain and the movement of goods throughout the globe. And when those two are connected, you have the ability to orchestrate and to orchestrate workflow and process and automate business events. But there is a challenge for many individuals to understand that digital landscape. But now more than ever, in order to streamline and optimize how you move your freight, organizations really are looking towards that digital supply chain and creating connections to get that maximum value. Okay, but the thing that can be confusing is that it just seems like only in the last few years we started to hear the word digital or digitization of supply chains. And yet, isn't it the case that supply chains had to, to some extent, 
quote unquote, digital for years with their various applications, their ERP systems, their transportation management systems. Those were digital in some way. So when we talk about digital today, what do we mean that's distinct from what supply chains were doing before? It's a great point. And I think digital is certainly an overused and an overhyped word out in the landscape. If you think about it from a system perspective, you're completely right. There's digital applications out there. There's transportation management systems and warehouse management systems that run data and even get as sophisticated as running machine learning algorithms on the data they have to suggest how to do things better and to optimize. But when we talk about a digital supply chain, we're talking about multiple systems in harmony working together, which doesn't happen as frequently as you think it would. There's a tremendous amount of manual labor, double data entry, sending Excel files between systems, between parties, where it could be automated and you could have a seamless flow of products and data between organizations, between trading partners and between systems. But that work is a lot of times manual or in batch, which means you miss out on a few things. If it's batch, you miss out on the opportunity to do real-time optimization and improvement. A simple example of that would be having your orders going into a transportation management planning system in time so that you know exactly which state it's at in conjunction with your warehouse management system so that you can actually plan multi-pick and multi-drop and optimize how you spend, even reduce your carbon footprint. But then there's also the side of connectivity between systems where you're simply optimizing how data moves quickly in real time where it just didn't happen before. So if you think about the fact that you could have all of these trading partners and you maybe create a few digital connections between your top ones, that's great. But there's so much manual labor happening between the walls and between systems that these supply chains, while individual systems are digital to your point, the way in which they interrupt certainly are not always that way. It's shocking to see the degree to which certain supply chains are still manual. Just years ago, when people talked about automation and digital and things like that, it turned out that they were talking about sending Excel sheets by email or electronically. <laughs> so that's, not that's exactly right. the point, right, <laughs> in yeah, terms of how exactly. we understand digitization today. Okay, well, that helps me put a frame around what we're talking about when we use the word digital today. And you talk about how essential it is that the physical and digital supply chains do need to connect. But what are the challenges that shippers face when they are trying to connect those two? Wow. I know we're slated to go for about 15 minutes, but I wish I had a couple of hours. Um, <laughs> not, not three hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it can Boil it to, down for me, please. Yeah, <laughs> it can turn into a therapy session quickly. So a really simple one is time, right, which is organizations have various things going on, whether it's keeping the lights on within an IT shop or working on a large implementation project for a new finance system or perhaps upgrading the version of SAP on the ERP side. There's never a shortage of stuff for IT folks to work on within an organization. So the first is time. The second is expertise. And I'm not talking about expertise of just transforming one system's document to another, but what I'm really doing is talking about doing that at scale. So I'm saying that, you know, let's say data comes out of a purchasing system, right? That purchase order needs to get transformed, but many companies have a problem with data. So is the case count accurate? Is the weight accurate? Do we need to enrich it? Do we need to call a warehouse management system? That while it is an IT problem, 
problem becomes a subject matter expertise problem. So now you're trying to coordinate the knowledge transfer between IT and folks who understand logistics and making sure that nothing gets missed in a really good product management and project management methodology. And that becomes challenge number two. Then you think about running it at scale, which is hundreds of thousands, if not millions of transactions a day moving between systems. And how do you manage that to make sure everything gets to every other place in real time? And then how do you deal with errors? So once it is running, how do you do it? And then you get to another challenge, which is, okay, we implemented a project and we connected to systems or trading partners a few months ago, and we want to make a change. There's different logic to how we move case count from one system to another. Well, that person may not work at the company anymore, or it might not have been documented, and the person that wrote it can't even remember how he or she solved the problem. And now you're almost starting from scratch, creating unnecessary delays and backlogs where a project was supposed to take a few weeks and it's already stretched out to, to many months. And I could go on and on, as I mentioned, but the challenge really is a problem of doing things at scale in a repeatable way where you don't have to get into the complex ones and zeros of the technical side, but you can focus on the business use cases and create these connections much more easily and maintain them in a reliable fashion. And that's just a difficult problem today that most organizations, in order to create that digital supply chain, they're just struggling to keep up. The key, uh, one of the keys in what you just said has to be the words real time. The idea that information needs to move as fast or indeed faster than physical goods. That, of course, is an aspiration. But to what degree is it happening today and how challenged are shippers in making sure that that is indeed the case? That's right. And if you think about the economy, right, everyone says that Amazon changed how we shop and everyone not wants to know where things are, right, or that Uber changed how we move ourselves and we want to know where our ride is. If you think about that with data, right, data moves between systems and it has to make a lot of stops going back to the concept of a digital supply chain. So knowing where my data is just as importantly as knowing where my load is, when you have control over both, that's when you can start doing some really interesting things and doing them in real time, to your point. I'm not sure if it's possible to generalize this, but I'm going to ask it anyway, and that is, are there any particular sticking points, any particular aspects of digitization where the information is flowing or where the information suddenly disappears that's most challenging to address today? Organizations can work to clean their data, have good item masters, have good origin and destination information on every order so that when you build shipments and your warehouse data is clean and accurate, that everything flows well. But logistics and supply chain is a massively fragmented space. Thousands of vendors and partners and hundreds of thousands of carriers that organizations have to deal with on a daily basis and you're waiting on them to send data. And to your point, we've been digital for a while. There's a lot of EDI. There's obviously API moving in, and, and it's a wonderful technology that we're API-led ourselves. But I think to your specific point, your ability to move data in real time is only as good as your ability to clean it in real time and get it to its final destination. And when data gets stuck is when most often when a third party is part of your digital supply chain and they send bad data. 
And the answer to that mm-hmm. is having good visibility to that error and being able to either correct it yourself or reach out to your partner because you're noticing a trend. If it's EDI, maybe they're missing a country code repeatedly and that's something they can fix quickly. Or if they can't, you can create a rule to deal with it. But often it's seeing what an error is, seeing that root cause understanding if it happens frequently, and then just being a regular old person that reaches out to someone on the other end and says, can you fix this? Because I'm going to reject this data and it's not going to go through to its final endpoint. And that could be the difference between a truck showing up on time or an order getting released or not. And and that's normally what we're seeing. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that because it seems that to go digital, What exactly is required of your external partners, your vendors, your suppliers, your transportation providers? It would seem to me that digital means nothing unless it's happening across the entire supply chain ecosystem. So how are you ensuring and are there issues in ensuring that corresponding systems of your partners are equally advanced toward digitization? The quick answer to that is they won't be and they never will be until (laughs) we live in a universe where everyone uses the exact same software to do the exact same thing. And I'm not sure that's a world I want to live in because it it sounds a bit dystopian, but no danger of that, I would think. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) But you think about that challenge, you'll never have parity between systems, meaning you'll never have system A that immediately knows what system B is trying to represent. So if you think of an analogy, like there's thousands of languages in the world, and how do you translate from one to another? And using Google Translate as an example, right, you can get translation in between, but could be broken, it could be uh, some weird slang, couldn't get picked up, or intent is missed. And it's not that much different from system to system communication. So what you kind of want to think of is, can I identify the 80-20s on moving data between systems in my supply chain, right? So origin, destination, class, if it's LTL, ship date, items, things of that nature, dimensions. But then what are the other fields that mean things, right? So for example, if country code is sometimes missing, or if it's CN, is that China or is that Canada? Or if the field for urgent is marked false, what does that mean? And what type of business logic do I have to apply? So you kind of want to break it up into the, can I get data from system to system? But also, can I understand the intent of the data based on how each individual organization set up their systems? So the way we like to think about it is every organization has a unique supply chain fingerprint, right? Everyone does things differently. Everyone manages things differently. But the patterns to optimize those supply chains are the same, which is, can I create connections between systems? Can I do it in the easiest way possible? And then can I let folks who understand logistics and supply chain apply rules to it so that we can get value out of it as quickly as possible? Because the short answer to your question is, it will never connect instantly between systems, or at least not in the foreseeable near future. So what we have to do is find the easiest ways to do the heaviest of lifting and then allow the fine grooming of that data to happen by experts. I have to believe that this is an ongoing challenge, that you don't just wake up one morning and say, we did it. We stitched together our physical and digital supply chain and everything is just great. How can the process be streamlined going forward? How can it be maintained over time? I couldn't agree more, right? Digital supply chain and supply chain optimization is a journey. It is not a destination. Over time, I think the best way to do it, or at least our approach is this. 
you connect your primary systems, right? Your purchase order system, your sales order system, your transportation management systems, your warehouse management systems, and notice they're all plural because many organizations have more than one, and they all feed into a central connectivity hub. Then you have a way to normalize that data and then control traffic, right? So you remember those old cartoons where there is a, and I'm definitely dating myself here, but an octopus connecting a switchboard for phone calls. And I think many <laughs> of the younger listeners will have no idea what I'm talking about here, but you make connections as they're needed appropriately, except you do them millions of them per hour and you do it in real time. Having the ability to do that where the content of the data and the intent of the API call can then go through a network of other smaller APIs to create that network. But the big picture of it, and if I step away from the technology, is connect your systems once and use what are called system connections. And then you build processes in between to orchestrate how those systems talk such that when you decide to get a yard management system or a dock scheduling system or an inventory management system or a control tower system, all you're doing is not modifying those existing connections, but you're simply sending events to any systems that you want to tag on in the future. And that's a different way of looking at things than I've done in my 20 years in logistics and what we've been doing more recently, because you want to connect once and then reuse those connections over and over and over. And if you can do that, then you're thinking about innovation and process improvement and not necessarily IT and scale and security and servers and things like that. Eric, tell me a little bit about Redwood Logistics, where you guys are in the marketplace today, how you're helping your customers to meet some of the challenges we just talked about. Redwood Logistics is an organization that lives spotted the middle of logistics and technology. Our roots are in being a leading North American third-party logistics provider that does transportation brokerage, cross-border work, managed services, warehousing, logistics engineering, and everything you'd expect out of a solid 3PL. But over the last decade, our technology arm, in addition to not only digitizing ourselves, kind of like what we've been talking about in terms of providing real-time truckload rates via API, integrating with our customers digitally, and creating our own digital supply chain footprint. We've also been doing that for our customers through Redwood Connect, our integration platform as a service built for our industry. And that intersection has led us to a place where we're optimizing ourselves and optimizing our customers, whether they want to integrate a TMS, a WMS, rethink their supply chain, and anything in between. So in short, we really like to innovate how we look at the market, but we help our customers transform, not just digitally, but how they run their supply chains. Was technology a major part of your offering when you launched, or did it take on more importance in subsequent years? I've been with Redwood for, uh, as I mentioned, over 18 years, and our technology went from an AS400 system back in 2004 to our own platform for transportation management and brokerage and leveraging third-party tools. But where we've ended up is actually in a place that we consider to be open. Our model to the market is called Logistics Platform as a Service. 
which is just another way of saying all of our services combined the way our customers want them, whether they want to move loads, whether they want management, or whether they want their own version of the Redwood Connect platform to help them build a digital supply chain, they can pick any part of that. But our open ecosystem is what we're most proud of, which is you can use any provider that even means our competition on the logistics side and any technology. And through the Redwood Connect platform, we bring it all together through the ability to create those digital supply chains that I was mentioning earlier. So for us, it's been a journey, but not of necessarily making customers go on our technology while we have awesome technology for them. Our technology helps them pick the right tech they want to create the right digital supply chain footprint and fingerprint that they want, and we help them get there so that they're not in a closed ecosystem, but rather they can have it both ways and get optionality, profitability, and total control. How interesting how the definition of a third-party logistics provider has changed so radically in the past few decades and what it is today as represented by, by you guys at Redwood Logistics. Eric Rampell of Redwood Logistics, I want to thank you so much for joining me for these few minutes for what probably should have been a three-hour discussion, but <laughs> we managed to narrow it down to talk about the physical and digital supply chain, how they can be stitched together, and a little bit about Redwood itself as well. Thanks so much for being with me today. My pleasure, Bob. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That was my conversation with Eric Rempel of Redwood Logistics, talking about the challenge of stitching together the physical and digital supply chains. We thank Redwood Logistics for sponsoring this episode. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. And also watch videos on our YouTube channel. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. Stay well and see you next time. <laughs>